Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Uh, today I have an amazing guest with me and today we're going to be talking about you know, what successful people do when the going gets tough um, and what we can do when the going gets tough. So please uh, join me in welcoming my guest, um, the amazing Ms. Mary Morrissey. How are you, Mary? I'm great, Natalie. <laughs> nice to see you and say hi and I'm happy to be here. It's always a pleasure talking to you. So um, why don't we start at first with uh, with your story and your background. I mean, you have been working in this industry and doing this work for a very long time. Um, so if you can share a little bit of your story and your journey so people who may not have you know, heard of you uh, get a bit of an idea of where, you, where, where you've come from. Thank you. Uh, just quickly, in, um, when I was 18 years old, I was diagnosed with fatal kidney disease. So that particular juncture of time, I was in an intensive care ward, I was told I wouldn't uh, possibly live any longer than six months, and a woman came uh, to my room who introduced me to the idea that my thoughts were having an impact on my biology. This was before there was a mind-body clinic at Harvard or before any of the amazing things that we take for granted now, 45 years later. But she helped me recognize that the way I'd been thinking about myself had a strong emotional impact in my biology and I knew, she, she reminded me that I knew that if I thought embarrassing thoughts my cheeks got red and if I thought scary enough thoughts my heart would beat faster and she helped me unpack some of the ways that I had been literally toxifying my own system with thoughts, gave me a different way of thinking and relating to that and, and my numbers started to improve and improve and improve and four or five months later I'm sitting in the surgeon's office and the, the uh, head MD and they're just scratching their heads saying this is a medical anomaly. We have no scientific reason for why you should have had this kind of recovery. And, and then they said, well, whatever you've been doing, keep doing it. I didn't really know what I was doing. I, and I was what we would call an unconscious competent. But about four years later, a series of things occurred in October of 1971. So that's, you know, 43 years ago that helped me recognize this wasn't just about a one-time thing of recognizing my, that my thoughts really impacted not only my biology but literally everything in my life, my results, my conditions, my circumstances, my freedom or my bondage. And I began to study and I've, I've been studying every day ever since then. I spent about a decade getting a master's degree and went to a seminary and uh, gained many, many degrees in higher learning. But the the most important degrees have been the 40 plus years of research in what I call the land of um, really the, the human laboratory, working with thousands and thousands of individuals, helping them recognize that they have the power in themselves to really and literally generate results that are in harmony with what they would love. And that they literally can change their health, their relationships, their vocation, their time and money freedom and the power to be what you would love to be and do what you would love to do, give what you want to give, have what you want to have, is within every one of us. And so my work has been about helping people unpack that and live a life they really do love living. Yeah. I know. And like I said, you've been doing this exceptionally successfully for, for quite some time. So, I, I, you know, we're talking about, you know, uh, successful people and how they get through tough times. Mm -hmm. I suppose the million dollar question is, what is the difference between what you know, what most people think, and then what successful people think. What what is the difference there that you found? The normal way of interacting with this thing called life, or situations, or conditions. The the normal way is to think this happened to me, and so the right off, we're we're in a in a position where life is doing something 
that we don't have any interaction with. So it's uh, I, my favorite way to describe that is there's really two ways to live life. One is condition-based, and the other is a vision-driven life, where in the land of circumstance, things are going to happen. Not everything is going to happen that you want to happen. It's not going to happen when you want to happen. It's want it to happen. It's not going to happen sometimes the way you want it to happen. But successful people have a way of interacting with conditions, circumstances, and situations that is empowering than disempowering, where they can have a condition without the condition having them. Absolutely. So what you're saying, because I mean, I think most of us, we react automatically. Um, and we do that because of our past programming, our history, our experience up until that point. Um, I think, but I think what I hear you saying is that successful people consciously choose the way that they want to, as, you know, perceive a certain situation. Yeah, rather than react, is to interact. And people will always act in a reactive way. Always be reactive until they have more awareness. Because it's the programming is still there. The programming is still there that when something occurs that isn't what you would prefer, there's a natural sense of, and then we want to make it into something. We say, oh my gosh, this is a, and we call it a problem, or we'll modify it and say it's a big problem, or it's, and so successful people, when they, when something is occurring that they don't prefer, first and foremost, they make it into, I wouldn't prefer this, but since it's here, they neutralize it. And the, the only place you can neutralize that really is first in your perception and then in your emotion. And so, okay, this is, this is not what I would think I would be preferring, but since it's here, it's just a situation. It's just a situation. What that does is give you some emotional freedom, and with that comes creativity, where literally you can begin to design what you want to do with this situation that just, in fact, might be more creative than letting it control you for a few days or weeks or months until you figure out what you're going to do about it. And then you can feel better again. I didn't even know, Natalie, until when I said a series of things occurred 43 years ago this month. Uh, I was given a tool for how to interact with a situation, which was when something that you think is bad happens, hit your internal pause button and wait three days. During that three days, get really curious about what possible good there could be in that situation. If after three days you can't find anything good about it, any good you can pull out of it, any good you can do with it, go ahead and get upset. You didn't surrender your right to get upset. You just delayed it. And two days later, after I heard that lecture and learned that tool, my children's father came home. My husband at the time came home. He'd been laid off. There was a layoff with 100 people laid off. And he came in and he was you know, all upset. He told me that this had happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. This is really bad. And then I heard nothing is bad unless you think it's bad. Next time something bad seems to happen, do this. Hit your internal pause button. Where is this? How do I find it? I didn't even know where that I had an internal pause button. He says, wait three days to get upset. So it's Tuesday at 5, Friday at 5. I said, if we can't find some good in this by Friday at 5, then we'll get upset. And did panic want to rise up in me over those days? Yes, over and over again. But every time it did, I would say Friday at 5, Friday at 5. And he was actually better at it than I was at that first place where I said, well, let's get out some paper. Let's write down what possible good there could be in this. And he's well, I could work shorter hours. I could get paid more. I could, you know, he, we had about five things that right away. And what I didn't know would happen, first of all, I didn't suffer in the same way till the conditions shifted. But as we started thinking, well, he, he drove an hour and a half to work for the job that I was very unhappy that he lost. He drove an hour and a half each way. And 
So he's like, maybe work closer to home and work shorter hours and get paid more. And it's like, so we, we just began to think from that, what possible good could there be in this? Napoleon Hill wrote a wonderful uh, line regarding uh, difficulty, and he said, uh, in every adversity, there is the seed of an equal or greater benefit. But like any seed, it must be found, planted, nourished, grown, and harvested. So what highly successful people do is the first thing, it is what it is. You got laid off. It is what it is. There's a diagnosis. It is what it is. Uh, the investment looks like it's not working out or it didn't work out. Whatever it is, it is what it is. Number two, harvest the good. Every adversity, he said, not just some adversities, every adversity, has within it the seed of an equal or even greater benefit. But like any seed, it has to be found, has to be planted, nourished, grown, harvested. And so as we began to think from, well, he, possibly he can work shorter hours, ideas of where he could apply came to mind on the frequency of what possible good there could be in this. Instead of standing longingly and, and in a panic, panicked mode looking back at what was lost, we now could begin to hook to and lean into what possible good there could be and ideas for accessing that reality were available to us but not on the frequency of panic and not on the frequency of problem, but on the frequency of possibility. So highly successful people <laughs> neutralize it. It is what it is. Okay, here it is. It's a situation. There is some good in it. And I'm not going to have the situation without getting the good in it. It's right here for me. And you leave the rest. You leave the rest because it's tempting to blame ourselves, blame someone, blame the economy, blame. And what that does is just generate more contraction. When ultimately what we want is the expansion that is possible for us. And when, when we have a dream or a goal, a vision for something that matters to us, it's a more expanded version of life for us. But it's not going to happen on the frequency called contraction, problem, you know, panic. So learning how to work with ourselves to allow ourselves to have, on a regular basis, more flow, more fun, more all the things that really matter to us. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, and that's the thing. We have, we have the choice to choice of how we perceive the situation, you know, and what we're talking about here is being detached, like emotionally detached, because, I mean, emotions is the instant thing that comes up, and if we're reacting emotionally and not responding from, a, from an area of detachment and sort of standing back and observing it for what it is, because it is what it is, mm -hmm. um, it's hard for us to get to that point, but we also have the choice of how long we choose to allow it to affect us moving forward. That's right. In our emotion is our conscious awareness of the vibration we're in. Emotions are never primary, they're secondary. They're a reflection of the thought that generates that emotion. When I say I'm feeling anxious, prior to the anxious feeling was thinking that generated an anxious vibration that I read in my nervous system and call it an anxious feeling. So when we know that feelings are the reflections of the mindset we're in or the thinking frequency that we've been doing, we can go, okay, so even without the condition shifting, I can still calm down here. I really can do that. And I cannot prefer that the situation is here, but nevertheless, if it is here, then I'm going to find some good in this, and I'm going to use this moment to become more of who I'm capable of being. And that's a choice every one of us has, no matter what. It's okay to have a condition. Just don't let the condition have you. Yeah, I agree. And whenever I find myself in those, those situations, the first thing I do is just breathe. I just yes. take a really deep, big, deep breath and center myself and go, okay, 
easy to do that one <laughs> oh my god oh. and sometimes I actually I give myself a permission for a very short pity party <laughs> you know I, like any party it should have a beginning and an ending versus run your whole life but you know sometimes it's just like dang it <laughs> darn it that isn't what I preferred and I have a very short pity party and then move on into the what's empowering you know and I mean, and, and what I love about this too is it's practical information that we can apply now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so tell me, what are you up to now, Mary? What's what's happening in in your world? Oh, we're uh, we're I'm I have an amazing, wonderful life. Um, currently, our biz, um, I was our our work in the world is dream building. The way we do that is through brave thinking. I train individuals in how to really understand the power of generating a very clear, coherent blueprint for their life and then help them operate from that in their daily life in such a way that they turn around in a short amount of time and go, oh my gosh, this was way easier than I thought and so much more fun and, and that's really what we each one of us has the power to do and that's what I help unlock for people. We call it dream building. Awesome, fantastic. Well, we um, have run out of time like I knew that we would very quickly today. <laughs> quickly. Um, but um, so if people want to connect with you, Mary, and find out more about, you know, dream building or any of the projects that you're working on right now, where can we send them? Uh, there's a, we're going to invite people to come and sit in on a dream builder webinar. I think, Natalie, are you going to put up a, is there a... Uh, yes, so we, we actually have a banner. So if you're watching this online, the banner is to the side. But if you're actually watching this through the app, you'll find the banner underneath here. So yeah, so tell us about this webinar that um, that we did. I was if any of this has resonated with you, then then invest an hour with me, and uh, maybe it's at 70 minutes. But let me take you through a process. And regardless of what will happen in that hour, I can promise you this: at the end of it, you'll have a very clear idea for your life, what you would love your life to be like two, three years from now because if you keep breathing you will have a life and you will have results, not maybe, absolutely. So come spend a few minutes with me and let me unpack that for you. You know most people spend more time planning a weekend trip than they spend planning their life. So I invite you to give yourself a gift of an hour and we'll hang out together. Yeah. You know, and I, and I have to say, Mary, with some of the, the students that I have going through my courses as well, um, they talk very highly of you. Um, and, and the work that you do and, and how they can really resonate with you and your message and, and the way that you teach. And like I said, you've been doing this for a very long time. Um, yeah. And so anyone that I know that has gone through any of your webinars or your courses have just got so much out of it. So um, I'm so glad that you're able to, to offer this to our, to our listeners. Me too. And I'm very, just I have so much respect for you and deeply, deep, actually deep reverence for the work you're, you bring into the world and the difference that makes in people all over the world, Natalie. So thank you very much for the privilege of being here today. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you here. So guys, don't forget, you just click on the banner to actually go through to the site so that you can uh, register for, for Mary's webinar. I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page to get the message out about this. If you have anyone that you know um, that's looking to get some clarity and direction in their life, and this webinar is going to be exceptionally helpful, helpful for that. Um, also, um, uh, if you uh, make sure that you leave your email in the box on this page, because I would love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87, and I would love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.